Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Blog Talk Radio. Kubrick is amazing, weed is amazing, you can do the healing, I'ma make a killing, ancient drug dealing, all through America, oh what a feeling, huh, line them up, jips them, stick them up and whip them, bring it back, selector, might not never see me, God is so clever, rise in the morning, nigga, fresh every weather, elemental gesture, I smoke purple in the rain, I shun away the pain, guilt disappeared, the killer will appear, dip a loosey little bro, you would never fear, repercussions, concussions, shooting up the functions, haters just a slave, masters need you angry, listless and lazy, apathetic faggotry, made these bitches lazy, until you really conscious, pro this tasty, lean with me baby, rest with me sweetie, she whispered in my ears, her flesh is really needy, feed me, feed me, KTL cereal, red pills, blue pills, arch degree, decode skill, black dot, hip hop, Oba, Bobby, Valentine taught me everything, Delbit with a ray gun, I dare you to front son, and I'm a more, and I'm on tour, flying through the waters, nigga, where the fuck is y'all, you can ask whores, Set God scores, 9pm central, go feed your mental, Tuesdays and Fridays, the God make you special, the God make you special, yeah, 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 half the kids don't like you, shit that shot you, kiss don't kiss you, style speed on you, touch me and die nigga. Jack Bowers, 24 hours of lack of more power. Hotel 
information highway Hanging out the window, shooting at the agents highway 9 p.m. Tuesday to Friday, it's Tuesday If you coming at it sideways, you can say I did it my way The good doctor Sinatra, I'm Bojango, the fallen angel The church is Satan, what we gonna see? The church debating, the earth's awaiting Meanwhile, back at the ranch, the earth is shaking. We burn the nation, we percolating. We easy to swallow. Yep. The information is hard as hell. The pills is in circulation. The personations hard to tell. The spurs is hating. Somebody go run, tell Gargamel. Gargamel! Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. I bring my life to the table, I bring my wife to the table, I bring health, wealth, knowledge, yourself to the table, I bring no to less TV to the table, conscious cable, I bring no to less radio to the table, conscious radio, conscious Wikipedia, I bring DVDs, books, no to less media to the table, killing fables, I'm to the families of the royals, I bring King County to the table, restore the royalty, the melanated Clark Gables, soldier to the tables, the superhead rules to the tables. I bring seven heaven seed balls to the tables. Save old water to the tables. Red and blue, the big daddy came, ready, willing, and able to walk you through my stables. Full link stables, back from the future like Bishop in Cable. To introduce the freshmen to the X-Men and all of their candy excellence. No question, class is in session. Report to the chat room, pen and pat a hand. You wanna be there early and beat the caravan. People storm in the gate to get a plate. The lines packed like the happy land. Either open up with the latest cuts or them rat tools. They're bumped by the latest trucks. From 9 to 11, we do it in the dark. Like we used to do it in the park for the most part. From the very second that the show starts, you witness and compose all, think Mozart, huh? The love received so far has been so hard. There's a few dudes to run, but they would do if they sharp. Man, they so soft. Don't be thrown off any Zolar. Avoid them at all costs, like raccoons or skunks. But back to the regular scheduled program. The program is sponsored by Seven Heaven. What else in hell can you get an open line to heaven at 11-11? Emerge at the other end of those meditation portals and elevated walk tools. Even some abort tools. Any questions, comments, or concerns, press one. To everyone else, thanks for attending another session. I'm pleased to teach, but it's an honor to learn. Sir Billy, courtesy of KTL University. Oh, please don't be frightened. I'm terribly sorry about this. You are. Peace, family. Peace to you and yours. This is Know the Ledge Radio, and you are now rocking with the best. Yes, indeed. This is your host, Brother Blue. Welcome back to KTL Radio. This is a late-night broadcast, but none, but one, the less should I say, we are still broadcasting here live direct through the exist. Welcome back. Thank you to everybody that has joined us okay, on this evening's broadcast. Promise to make it special for the family, of course. Okay, um, we just getting situated, get everybody settled in. 
waiting on my uh, co-host to call in so we can get the ball rolling. All right. Thank you, family, for joining us. And with no further ado, let me open up the line and call it from 347-650. Peace. Peace, peace, peace to the family, peace to the family. Welcome to Know the Ledge Radio. This is your co-host, the brother Red Pill, reporting live and direct. Peace and love. What's goody? All is well. It's been a minute. But we are back. We are live and direct. We are here in the building for the family. So first and foremost, shout out to the family. No doubt. Indeed. Shout out to the family. Shout out to everybody that um is tuning in. Uh I believe we did not broadcast on that day. Yes, Tuesday the past. Yes. We'll be back, family. We have a, a very excited show for you tonight. I'm not sure how long it will be going on because we do have some things that we're cooking up right now. Uh, me and Brother Blue Pill will be in Philadelphia tomorrow uh, for a powerful event. Yeah, yeah, real early. We have a two. We have an event, two day, two events in one day. All right, we're, we're really trying to put in some work. Not really trying, but we're putting in that work. Uh, tomorrow at 12 noon, we're going to be building with the Moors. Shout out to all of my Moors, Islam. We'll be at the York Club out there in Philadelphia, building with the Moors from 12 to 4. Um, the presentation is entitled, We the People versus the Unholy Roman Empire and the Christian Crusaders and all their subordinates. Okay, so basically, you know, bringing it to the Romans, you know what I'm saying, the way that they need to be brought into with some real heavy facts, some factual evidence uh, for this Black History Month, this Moorish History Month, we're going to lay it out and show the family, uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, the guilt of the Roman Inquisitors and the Crusaders, uh, the blood that they have on their hands, and also the plans that they have that they're implementing right now, you know, so we could take it out of the uh, realm of speculation. We'll show you uh, concrete evidence as to, uh, you know, the ultimate ulterior motive of these people that our people are worshiping. And I'm just keep it real like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of people like to play with it, but, um, you know, let's just call it for what it is. Okay. And, uh, that's going to be very mm-hmm. interesting. Shout out to everybody that comes through for that. And then later on at seven o'clock later on in that day, we're going to be presenting, um, a very, powerful presentation as well as a it'll be like a slash presentation workshop at black and nobel bookstore with our brother hakeem tyson and the rest of the family levi and the rest of the family out there in philly salute to all of the uh soldiers out there in philadelphia we're going to be bringing forth uh the evolution will be digitized the brothers at black and nobel have a very um, interesting approach that they're about to take by turning their bookstore, part of the bookstore, into a workspace. They're going to be implementing um, a lot of, uh, you know, forward. They're going to be doing what's needed in the community as an institution, something that, 
all of the different states that have brothers and sisters that do have uh, conscious networks, you know, need to begin to implement. And that's an institution where the babies could come and learn, where our brothers and sisters could come and learn, not just build and talk, but actually sit down and start creating things because the reason why we're having issues with our wealth and the lack thereof is the fact that we're not creating enough, okay? And the creation comes from within. It's nothing that you can buy. There's nothing that you can purchase. There's nothing that the white man can give you. It's something or the white man or the brown man or the yellow man or the pale man, whatever you, you know, or the red man, whatever man that you got your hand out and your cup shaking to, nobody could give you anything in the form of wealth. The wealth is going to come from within. They'll take your wealth and, 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 and throw pennies at you and you'll be rich. But everything that we need to move forward as a people is, is within us. And in this technological, electrical, digital age, when we look around and see those people that are actually putting those numbers up and creating wealth from, from ideas, we, we, you know, uh, we see that the tech sector is demonstrating that on a large scale. So the evolution will be digitized, will be a breakdown, a thorough breakdown as to what's available or the many, many different options, not just one solution, it's multiple, multiple solutions laid out. And I dedicate this to the creative community, not just the conscious community, because I don't even, at this point, I'm having issues with what that is in, in respects. But I want our brothers and sisters of the creative community, those brothers and sisters that don't get spoken to a lot. They don't get, uh, they're not a target audience for a lot of teachers. So I want to, um, you know, dedicate this one to them. We're going to have a very fun time, interactive and things of that nature. So check us out. Both uh, of those presentations have a $10, not a suggested fee, there's a $10 fee at the door. Okay, I'm sure the people could muster up $10. All right, we're going to be giving $100, hundreds of dollars plus information that if you were to stand in front of anybody, uh, they would charge you that much for the information that you'll be getting at the uh, event. So we'll see you tomorrow, and, um, you know, God willingly, and uh, that's it. You know what I'm saying? That's tomorrow. That's what we're doing tomorrow in Philly. Hey. Indeed, shout out to Bob uh, I know he's going to be in Vegas this weekend on Sunday. Yeah, sure. Yeah, doing that uh, Child of Kabbalah out in the desert. Shout out to the family out there. Shout out to Seaweed and the family out in Vegas doing their thing. Um, trying to pull that information up on the computer right now so we can share it with the family just in case that, you know, somebody listening and they out west or they got family out west, definitely want to check that out. Or you just might even want to get on the road and start pedaling that way right now. It's all good. Um, of course, tomorrow is 21st, and I, I often speak of that date as uh, a date that we should all hold in strict observation, you know, just to be mindful of our services out here in the world, you know, of our old mentality. That's the day that our brother Malcolm X made transition, you know. So it's, it's to me, it's one of those, it's a sacred day. You know what I mean? And um, we're going to be spending it with the family out in Philly, 
you know what I'm saying? But wherever you are, whatever you're engaged in, make sure that, you know, you just pay homage on that particular day and you're doing something that coincides with uh, liberation, rebellion, and just remembrance of the great elder and his legacy, his progeny as well, his grandson, his daughters, you know, and all of us to consider ourselves benefactors from his great demonstration. Indeed. Do you have any announcements anymore? Um, for the most part, I think that uh, by hurdle game. All right. Uh, I believe it was Wednesday or Tuesday. The brother released. Yeah, it was Tuesday night. The release the powerful, powerful documentary that he was working on entitled Better Slaves at TGEFilms.com. That's T as in Tower, G as in Great, E as in Entertainment, Turtle Gang Entertainment Films.com. Um, and it features Brother Red and Blue, uh, Brother Sutek. Um, our brother uh, Shabazz, Fudici, and a few other notables uh, in the documentary, and it is based on integration, the pros and the cons, called Better Slaves. You can either, either Google it or you could go to tgefilms.com. I believe it's a 30-minute documentary, very, very high-grade, well put together. I salute the brother for his work for his passion that he has Absolutely. for his work and his, um, his his support that he's given the community over the years. You know, when you do see the brother family, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people do a lot of work behind the scenes. They're not in front of the camera. So you might not even, you know, know who who's who in the community, especially if you're new. But when you see this brother Turtle Gang, please give him, give him respect, give him, you know, give him salute, you know, and, um, for the brothers and sisters out there that are looking for someone who is qualified to do the work. He's also for hire. The brother, you know, does a lot of work for Karis One, uh, Hakeem Green, a whole bunch of people in the industry and things of that nature. So salute to you, brother. Keep doing your thing. I look forward to working with you on further projects. Absolutely, indeed. And, of course, we got to... Shout out, brother, brother Rich out on the Ground Railroad. We have a episode that's up there dealing with the Moors and Barack Obama. Coincidentally enough, um, I also heard a tape program that he had with Zaza and Professor Griff dealing with the sex industry out of Atlanta. They just put that up today. Excellent video. Um, always, I, I can't overstate the level of Damn, how should I say it? Just the, um, I'm at a loss of words. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, but the depth that we are into of the genius of Zaza Ali and Professor Griff, you know, the dynamic duel that they both represent by bringing that spectrum of feminine and masculine energy to the airwaves, 
in the way that they're able to cover topics thoroughly, you know what I'm saying, from both spectrums. So this was one of those topics that they're able to thoroughly go in on and speak from a place of um, personal knowledge. So if the family gets a chance, check it out. You know what I mean? It's up there. It's free for all. Underground Railroad, Black Magic 363 on YouTube. You know, through the knowledge. Yeah, I got to check that out because um, I was doing some research about the number of kidnapped, melanated uh, women, black women. And it was profound. Like, it, it was startling. Blew me away. I knew the numbers were high, but I wasn't aware of the um, just the overall story, the backstory. You know what I mean? Like you hear numbers and you don't put names and faces and things of that nature in, in um to these numbers. But uh, I read a report, and then it took me to another report talking about the uh, staggering amount of missing women and things of that nature. Like, you have stories of you there? Absolutely. You have stories of women who left their house, you know, uh, family, you know, household full of people, and their car was found with the engine running on the side of the road, and they were never to be heard or seen again. Like, scary stories. Yeah, very, very eerie kind of circumstances, not your ordinary, you know, just uh, the ordinary. Every story has its own unique uh, uh, circumstance to it. Yeah, eeriness to it. And um, the underground sex trafficking rings that are that are that are being exposed, the pedophilia rings that are being exposed. Uh, one of the big cases that actually got buried uh, dealing with um, it went all the way to the highest echelons of um, quote-unquote British royalty, okay? We know what that is, but it was it was it, it, it went all the way up there dealing with the Europeans over overseas and um, the sex rings were, you know, went all the way over here with Bill Clinton, um, high, high-level bankers, you know, all of these people of quote unquote high stature in the capital you know, in the capitalistic U dot S dot A world, they were being exposed. This was this was right around the time that the Brian Williams story broke and other things that basically took precedence, uh the Super Bowl and some other things, but um it's very disturbing, man. It's very disturbing what's yeah, going well, on. It's just um Zaza Ali was quoting some stats, of course, and I think that she said, you know, there was upwards to 170,000 cases in 2011 alone of, you know, uh, missing women. And mm-hmm. that's a repetitive number, I think, that it increases the years. And if we can really just rasp our mind around 170,000, when we look at the Super Bowl, 
and other sporting events like that, we're roughly looking at fifty to 60,000 people in those stadiums. So you're talking about two stadiums full of women missing, and there's no national outcry involved with this. You know, there's obviously something else that's going on unless you want to just, like, write that off to alien abductions or something like that. Anything outside of that, you know, speaks to um, a very insidious plot to um, either harvest organs or sex traffic or just do something. There's just something very dirty that's going on yeah. that needs to be addressed, you know, and we're not even talking about the psychological factors that are going in that are, are pushing young women into these clubs and droves, you know what I'm saying? The the, the mental hostage, you know what I'm saying, is, is being implemented of their minds, point blank period, where stripping has now become, you know, a, a career option. So, you know, these things are real. They're taking place. They're affecting our families because these are our daughters, mothers, sisters, aunts, loved ones, and things of that nature. So check it out. You know, there's a clip floating around from Jada Pinkett Smith. That's what spawned the brother, Brother Rich, to do that topic. You might want to check that out. It's floating around Facebook and other social networks. You know, just so you can get some uh, background as to where this thing is going and what the statistics are. And then uh, Jada, I think she's involved with a documentary, you know what I'm saying, with CNN dealing with the sex industry, of course, the number one sex industry in America is in Atlanta of all places. You know, that is the through fair uh, of the South, you know what I'm saying, Alabama, Tennessee, some parts of Florida, uh, other parts of Georgia, you know what I'm saying, everything passes through the A. And, um, you know, for anybody that's familiar with Atlanta night scene, it's, it's you know, there's a dark night scene involved. That very few people that are not familiar with but you, it, you know, yeah. they don't, they don't know, you know about that. You know, blue. That Atlanta is not that big. Like Atlanta is a town, you know, that goes in a circle. I mean, it, it, it is, it does have size to it, but we're not talking about mega city size like New York, where people could hide or be hidden, where uh, where there are certain neighborhoods where we don't even venture forth into. Atlanta, for the most part, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty, you know, it, it just baffles me how so many people in that sex industry or so many sisters are being hidden and, 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 and you know, where are these places? Because one thing I know about Atlanta, when you're in that underworld or that, that, that nightlife and things of that nature, you know, not, there's not too many secrets that people are able to keep. You know what I mean? Like you put your ear to the ground, you'll hear about certain things or certain places where where it's popping and stuff, or where you know where things are happening. So I think that um, if a few people who really want to enact some change and pull the covers off and, and, and turn the lights on, if they really want to make something happen, the possibilities are endless. And in my humble opinion, you know. Well, you know, it remains to be seen. Nonetheless, um, we applaud the sister bringing attention to that particular situation. Uh, Of course, we applaud any media outlet that also wants to utilize that platform to shed light to it. 
right, so shout out to Brother Rich, shout out to Zaza, Professor Griff. Let me um just read this information dealing with Rashid's lecture this weekend. All right, Brother Rashid will be in Las Vegas, Nevada on two 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 fifteen. That is February twenty second, twenty fifteen on Sunday, delivering the most timely of messages for quote unquote Black History Month, Kabbalah Child of Africa. 3 p.m. at the Pearson Community Center, which is located at 1625 West Cary Avenue, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89032. $20 is the cover with food and refreshments available on site. All right? So that's what's going down in the desert this weekend. You dig? All right. Shout out to our brother KT, the Arch degree. Uh, they are bringing in Sister Frances Quest Wilson on March 1st, I believe, here to Harlem, to the Tamari Temple. All right. Um, I don't have all of that information right in front of me this particular moment, but from what I understand, we are working on uh, getting the sister on the show. And KT will be checking in before that day to give any uh to give, you know, updated information pertaining to that event. That's March first in Harlem. Yes, sir. Let's get into the program. Yes indeed. Okay. All right. I don't have much of a description for tonight's program, but I will read what I have in front of me. It's the Integration Kill, our brother Eric Gardner, featuring Captain Cesariak. Okay, join us tonight on Noto Ledge Radio as we welcome our brother Captain Cesariak from the ISUPK as he presents his upcoming lecture, The Integration Kill, Eric Gardner. Okay, so let's delve directly into the program family so we can get more clarity. On this particular topic, uh, caller calling in from 862-224. Caller from the 862-224 area code. Welcome to Nova Ledge Radio. Peace. Hey, hey, peace. What's going on, Brett? Red and Blue Phil? How you doing? Peace, peace. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Shalom. How you doing? I was checking out your show. Shalom. Um, I appreciate y'all having me on the show. Um... Of course, like you said, uh, what we're doing on Sunday at the National Black Theater is just having a lecture. The title of the lecture, of course, is Did Integration Kill Eric Gardner? But as we all know, integration is bigger than Eric Gardner. Eric Gardner is just one of a million cases of the crimes that have been committed against black people, whether it be murder, abortion, drugs, prisons, everything. So it'll be categorized how we do it. We'll tackle abortion. Like I was doing the research with, um, uh, I've done this before. I did a speaking on the Negro Project. I don't know if y'all are familiar with that or not. Y'all, y'all probably are. Where uh, Margaret Sanger um, specifically used Planned Parenthood to target black women yes. with abortion. Right. So I'm a, I, I was digging a little further, and I was finding, like, one thing about the truth. Like Christ always says that you shall know the truth, the truth shall make you free. And as I'm digging into it, I'm finding out, like, Mary McLeod Bethune was down with Margaret Sanger 
Adam Clayton Powell was down with Margaret Sanger. The Abyssinian mm. Baptist Church. The Abyssinian Baptist Church was down with Margaret Sanger. It's like a ton of who's who of famous black people back then, or at least powerful black people that could influence the people. And how Mar- so we'll bring that information out and um um you know how Margaret Sanger herself said that she cannot be the face of Planned Parenthood. That they gotta use preachers and uh leaders of black people so that they don't know that we're trying to exterminate them. So that's like one aspect. Now, that, um, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, based on your research, you think this is something that they might have got duped into? Well, I would say, okay, if you know black leadership today, I would say it's probably the same black leadership of yesterday. But I will say more credence in the beginning of it that they, it be, might be more something that they got duped into. As opposed to, like, today, because of the history of knowledge that we have, you can clearly see if a white man coming to you with some scheme, you could probably look at it a little easier, whereas opposed to back then, I guess they're looking at it more of survival, not really having the knowledge to say that it's better to just be separate. <clears throat> that's why the debate, excuse me, that's why the lecture is about integration, because at that time they thinking you got to be integrated, but we were better off if we never were integrated. Because you have success stories of black cities, of black businesses that did not need the white man's assistance. Um, Because another portion we'll go through, because another portion we'll go through will be, um, I'm going to do a a brief uh, presentation of the Negro League. And the the reason why I'm doing these specific junctions or these specific portions of the uh, lecture is to just show, like, we had our own business. And that Negro League, like anybody knows <clears throat> anything about a baseball team or a sports team, period, when you go to that game, you're going to get hungry. So you're going to have to get something to eat. So you're going to go to the venue. You're going to get thirsty. Yeah. You're going to have right. to get something to drink. You know, they, you might want to, uh, uh, if you're a fan of a player, you're going to buy their shirt. You're going to buy their hat. You're going to buy all of that. Exactly. So that baseball team being there provides businesses for other businesses to grow. And that's what teams like the uh, Hempstead Graves did. The New York, uh, uh, I believe they call them the Black, excuse me, the Boston Black Sox instead of the Red Sox. You had the Kansas City Monarchs. So you had dozens of baseball teams that was owned by black people that provided businesses for other black people. And when I bring the history out, you're going to see how when they wanted to destroy the uh, Negro League, they used integration as the reason to destroy it. By basically meaning... Right, meaning and when they went to go take a black player, if the owner of the team starts complaining, they would say, well, don't you want to integrate? This is what we're about. We're about integration, so you can't stop progress. That's, you know, that's mm-hmm. basically the angle that they took. So I'll be bringing out, you know, that portion of it. Also, too, um, of course, I'll bring out slavery and prison, you know, how they claim they freed the slaves, but the 13th Amendment had loopholes where if they was a criminal, you could then enslave them. So, of course, once exactly. they free the slaves, yeah, so, of course, once they free the slaves, not every slave is a criminal. I mean, they got it to hey, where if you didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Nah, go ahead, brother. I'm, I'm going to just ask you the question when you finish. Oh, okay, no sweat. How, um, like, I found this video, this, uh, this, this uh, Edomite, well, we call them Edomites, the so-called white man did, where he says that they could lock you up if you didn't have a job, they could lock you up. And yep. how they wouldn't 
and how they wouldn't say that these were specifically targeting black people, but it just so happened only black people was getting locked up for these crimes. And so mm. you fast you fast forward to today, they do the same exact thing. They lock you up for crimes. There's tons of brothers that's in jail right now for crimes that they didn't commit, just like they was back then. Like that movie Life is like a clear example. Like with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, it's like one of my yeah. favorite movies. It's like one of my favorite movies as well. But in that movie, they didn't kill that cracker, but they went to jail nonetheless. And when they got there, that that uh, devil said, "We got digs need uh, uh, ditches need digging, roads need building, and they had labor, free labor, which was us. Free labor. And that, yeah, exactly. And that's what they gone, and that's what they got today, where they got brothers in them prison systems working, and prison systems are business now, a privatized business. You know what I mean? Where in of Philadelphia, gone like Philadelphia, like two years ago, said they ain't have enough money for schools. And I believe they closed like two or three schools, and at the same time they opening up prison systems. So um, that's what the lecture is going to be about. Like I said, Eric Gardner is is a mainstay in New York because of the horrible crime that was convicted against that brother. And then to show you how much a black life don't matter, you can't even get an indictment that's clearly on video of wrongdoing. I mean, it's clear. They had a phrase back in 87 where you can indict a ham sandwich. That's how easy it is to get an indictment. But not when it comes mm-hmm. to black lives. You know what I'm saying? So that's how we're going to do it. It's a um, $10 cover charge. It starts at uh, 7.30 um, till about maybe 10, 30, 11. Um, so we may be doing a part two to it because we got, um, as I'm doing more and more research, I'm getting more and more information. So... I may not be able to get all of it out in that presentation, but we'll be doing more events like that. Wow. Right. Right. <laughs> I had, yeah, I don't know if you had any questions or anything. Yeah, indeed. Um, I want to know, it's almost a rhetorical question because right. I feel that I have the answer, but I want to know what is your take on it. Right. Uh, the fear factor, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're bringing up the fact that um, we once had something that people of today, you know, don't have a vision of even creating because of what I would call the fear factor because when you bring up black towns or when you bring up black cities, or when you bring up owning our own land and building on it, you are instantly, like, before you even finish the sentence, you know what I mean? It's midair. They're straight clipping you and saying, nah, what do you mean, bro? You didn't see the thing on Black Wall Street? You Let me take you to YouTube. No, the white man will bomb you. You didn't see what happened in Philly (laughs) when the brothers, uh, brother, that's not what that you can't do that. They'll spy on you and then they'll they'll kill everybody. Uh that's not allowed in America. You didn't know? And I don't think that the people who are sharing these sentiments, you know, I don't know if they understand the depth because they only bring up Black Wall Street and then and, and some people who are, you know, savvy enough will start talking about moving and whatnot. But I don't I don't feel that they know of 
about the other communities that existed that didn't get firebombed or that didn't get right. destroyed by, by gunfire and things of that nature. And people were hung like rosewood and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I tell them, you know, you, you, you're looking at history through the lens of, um, you know, PBS or right. you're looking at right. through it through a, through a small lens. You don't understand the whole story because it hasn't really been told. So what do you think is the fear factor? Like, what do you think is this automatic, uh, uh, you know, um, this is this shit sounds like a broken record that people just play the minute you say, you know, we should get our own. Right. That's like, um, well, to just to piggyback, you correct, like most people know about Rosewood. They, they know Rosewood mainly because of the movie Rosewood. But Black Wall Street mm-hmm. is usually the, the statement of black, um, you know, the greatest black city, so to speak, at least in America anyway. And it was. It was a great city. But like you said, there's tons of other cities. You had cities in Chicago. You brought up Move. You had tons of cities all over America that was established. So the first thing I would say is that's the definition of Stockholm Syndrome. Like what black people Mm. have, like they look at it like the white man ain't bothering us right now. So why are you going to try to ruffle the feathers and, move out on your own knowing the white man ain't going to like it, which is why we have become so docile in America because we don't have a fighting spirit, which is what is the problem. You know what I mean? Like the minute we um we even think about fighting or you tell a brother we need to get our own, the reason why they bring up that white man is because he has a mental memory. Like Eric Gardner, Mike Brown, or Kai Gurley, uh, Trayvon Martin, all of those things are done as a reminder from the white man that gets you to remember your place. And so in their mind, all they think, they don't even, and the saddest part about it, they don't even think that we could be stronger than them if we're a united front. They don't think that if they kill 10 of us, we got another 100 that can come because that's what fighting does. Like if you look at other nations, if you look at other nations, they'll sacrifice 100. They'll sacrifice 1,000 if it means their freedom. Mm -hmm. You look you look at them Arabs over there, man, they'll throw a rock at a damn tank. I saw that movie American Sniper, they'll do whatever it is. They fighting tanks, they fighting everything because patriotism means something to them. Patriotism mm-hmm. don't mean nothing to us because all we look at it as well the white man gave us welfare, let's let it go. Or the white man well, gave our us patriotism, a job. yeah. We want to be American snipers. Exactly. That, that's that's the black Americans patriotism. Because of the movies that we've been shown and because mm-hmm. our great grandfathers, you know, like my grandfather, right, Blue? Mm-hmm. He would give us the World War Two stories, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But he knew who the devil was, but, you know, coming yeah, don't, from. Yeah, don't, don't marginalize him. That, that wasn't, that wasn't all he no, was no, about. No, 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 no. No, that's not what he was about. He wasn't no patriot. But what I'm saying is his generation fought that war. Right. You feel what I'm saying? His generation fought that war. And, um, you know, our generation can give you Desert Storm stories. And they feel very proud about the fact that, you know, because of that, there's free Wi-Fi, you know, um, (laughs) it's all kind of stuff, like the Metro card, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. You got all of this innovation in Jordan, the Jordan brand. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, people attach consumerism, the fact that you can freely 
uh, participate in consumerism and all right. kind of other um, extremities of American culture to the fact that we want we we we, we killed for this. We, we want war so we can have this. And I'm like, right. I don't know about that because you, you probably got to go to China or, or other places that are more advanced in America and they, they wasn't warring for this stuff. Like, what, what are you talking about? Right, and then if I could piggyback, well, if I could horseback, as you always like to say, or something like that. Yeah, if yeah. I could, um, if I could jump on that, even the commercialism that they look at, the commercialism ain't even black businesses either. It's not like if they saying we're going to use commercialism to build our people up because when you get your income tax, you're spending it right with the so-called white man. You get that check, it's going right down to his business. It's not going into but our business. This is something I want to share with you, too, and this is an observation. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to the it goes back to the, the it goes back to that lineage of wars that took place. Mm-hmm. We're talking about from World War when it, when they started allowing the American Negro to participate in their campaigns, their mm-hmm. colonial um, campaigns of of death and destruction, the wars, mm-hmm. and our people walked away from that, feeling more Americanized. Because right. remember, in the '60s. The, the 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 movement with King and the and the and the movement with Malcolm and the other groups and whatnot was the anti-war campaign. But coincidentally, when you do the numbers on how many of our people were in Vietnam, obviously there was a bunch of Negroes that wasn't really listening to that. Or right. I'll take that back because I don't want to speak. I don't want to talk down on anybody's ancestors who participated in those conflicts because there was a draft. We had right, some right, of our ancestors right. who draft dodged. And you had some of our ancestors who was like, you know what, I'm going to just go ahead and and go for it. You know what I'm saying? You know, there ain't too much going on out here. You know, I'm going to just see if if we could change the condition of black America. We'll be accepted if we go ahead and fight this war and help these Europeans win this uh, battle. But what I know about boot camp, I was never in the armed services and things of that nature. I experienced mm-hmm. a, a form of boot camp through corrections. Mm-hmm. But what I know about the programming that takes place in there, you get Americanized to the teeth. Right. Like, let's never, let's never ever, you know, underestimate the power of the programming that takes place in the Air Force, the Marines, the Army, and things of that nature, even the Coast Guard. And right. we could go down into armed forces. We could go into the uh, uh, law enforcement. But I'm speaking more about the military right now. The level of indoctrination is they, they, they take it from a scientific point of view. The shit is like they're not playing when it comes to their indoctrination. So you come home and you necessarily don't have the mind state of black business, black area, Black and all of this other stuff, you know, mm-hmm. you you get that from disgruntled uh, veterans and people who wake up to the fact that you know I killed for this country, I, I, I sacrificed you know my health and all kind of I got a whole bunch of people in the grave and I can't even get housing right now. Like I can't even get a gig. I'm homeless. I'm shaking the cup. You know what I mean? The VA hospital is kicking me out because of insurance issues. Then a lot of people are like, F that. I'm, I'm, you know, but naturally, the brothers and sisters that are set up, they, they, they minds is on, they, they, they're indoctrinated into that flag, into that, that trade time banner, that American capitalism consumerism thing. Right. And I'm not generalizing, 
but I'm saying from an observ from an observation, because if it were not such, we would have some black cities that were set up from our brothers and sisters who left the services with the skill set to build a city or to or to or to you know or to implement some kind of change in terms of you know they have that kind of training right so that's just I, my observation yeah and and that part you brought out with the black cities and stuff and how you mentioned black wall street and how the brothers say you see what they did to black wall street like all of that is to keep the psychological edge among black people when black people really have to learn how to face their rapists, so to speak. Like, we've been totally raped by the so-called white man, and, and the only way to defeat Stockholm Syndrome is you have to hit them head-on so that they can face it. Like, you get patriotism. Like, one of the reasons we bang on the street and we bang on the so-called white man and we always hammering him is to provoke other brothers and sisters to see that you don't have to be afraid of him. He can't do nothing to you. And I'll give you an example. When... um. In the 50s, or whenever it was, when Martin Luther King had that uh, boycott. And I ain't for Martin Luther King at all. I believe everybody knows that. But to show you the power that we have, when they boycotted them buses, that's the one thing that the white man will respect. Like, we can really take the power back. You ain't got to lift a finger to fight the so-called white man. You just affect his economics, and he'll do whatever you say. That boycott is the proof. When them um, brothers and sisters decided that it was better to walk on the bus than to sit on the back of the bus, and the white man's money started getting affected, then they got what they wanted. The problem was they were satisfied with that little cookie. And instead of saying we want the whole, we want to get the factory that makes the cookies, they just was content with that. And then they gave in, and then they submitted. Where it was better to use that and then build because they had the voice of the people. And they could have built another Wall Street. If they would have built another, if they would have built Wall Street back up. That would have showed that you cannot get rid of us, and we would rather die first. But when they did that, the fear of the so-called white man. There's an excellent book that I'm gonna bring out. Um, it's called Black Image in the uh, Minds of White People. This is a book that um, uh, white people wrote. It took about a hundred years. It was like from like 1817 to 1904 or something like that that they wrote this book. And in that book, it says that black people are sensitive to their condition like anybody else would. But the power of the white man is the reason why black people won't do it. And because it's like you beat a man down so much, he eventually just gives in. So now what I should, what groups like ICBK come out to do is to empower black people to where you don't have to be afraid no more. Where you don't have to, you know, you don't have to give in. You don't have to do this. Like, I look at Harlem. Like, I'm in Harlem about every week because we, well, I, yeah, I'm in Harlem every week because we have class out there and we speak on the streets out there. And I just see our white people just as straight up taking over that city. I see our Arabs are taking over that city. East Indians are taking over that right. city. And I'll be like, man, 40, 50 years ago, this would not be. But it's because we have become so weak in trying to fit in with the white man instead of just being separate. If 50 black people got to die every week so that 1,000 people live, 1,000 black people live, then you should do it. We should do it. You know what I mean? Because other nations do that. Right. You know what I mean? Like the Arabs, to get their freedom from the so-called white man, they'll sacrifice everybody for that. White people will do it too. You know what I mean? And they will never give in. Like, like I'll give an example. That cat Steve Harvey, he's about the most disgusting nigga going in right now. When he got up there and said... Um, I don't know if y'all saw the video or not, but there's a video where some white woman 
um, just said that she lives in this city. I believe she said Georgia, and they ask a lot of like mm-hmm. historical. They ask like a, a lot of historical questions, and his only response to her was to say, "I don't give a damn about slavery." Now she wasn't even asking about slavery. She was just asking, she was just saying, "How do I deal with them asking me any historical question?" And the only thing he can come up right. with is say, "I don't give a damn about slavery." If he would have said, "I don't give a damn about a Holocaust," he would have been off the show before the show ended. He would have been off the show because you cannot say that. But we have no respect for ourselves of our ancestors, like how you bring up ancestors quite often, and that's correct. We should remember our ancestors, and we should honor our ancestors, and we should never forget about slavery. We should never forget about uh, the Negro Project. We should never forget about the syphilis that they put on us. We should never forget about the Trail of Tears that they made us walk. We should never forget about the crack epidemic that they put in our neighborhood, the dope epidemic. We should never forget about none of those things because if we don't forget about them, we'll say, well, how do we stop crack? How do we stop abortion? How do we stop doing this? And then we'll go about looking for a permanent solution. So, you know, these are things that um, is definitely needed in the community in order for us to really get out that mind state. But it's it's, it's so embedded in our brain it's going to be hard. But go ahead. I ain't want to cut you off. You know, I've been having a lot of conversations as of lately. You know, people are somewhat, you know, pressing about the whole concept of quote-unquote solutions, you know, especially coming out of New York, you know, they're like, all right, base is over now, you know what I'm saying, can we get some consensus on some of these solutions, Mm -hmm. like, are you brothers working on something, you know, and Mm -hmm. I was speaking to a young lady earlier, and she was speaking of the, the need and necessity for community, you know what I'm saying, to have something separate, um, then, then you know what I'm saying was generally available. So, you know, I explained to her that uh, it's something that people are speaking about. It's, it's something that others are working on, and of course, she brought up the historical reference of Tulsa as well. And she was like, you know, brother Blue, why is there never been a push for the community to do something like that again? You know what I'm saying? And for me doing my own research, what I explain to people a lot is that Tulsa, Oklahoma was built back up in four or five years, okay? Mm -hmm. The thing that destroyed Tulsa was integration, you know, when they opened up and they allowed them to go across the tracks and shop with white folks. That Mm -hmm. was a death blow to Tulsa that they never were able to to recover from. It wasn't Mm -hmm. the bombing, you know what I'm saying? It was integration. It was... The mm-hmm. possibility and ability to go and get what white folks had, you know what I'm saying, rather than doing for self. So, is there anything um, amongst your your family, you know what I'm saying, your organization, your movement, where there's a look at, you know, building on your own land, doing something that's totally separate from quote unquote dominant society? and doing for self and creating that model society that other people might want to um, become a part of one day? Yeah, uh, we definitely are um, looking into getting our own land and not to have a uh, concentration camp type, you know, like Tamaray or anything like that, but that's just a little joke, just a little joke. Um, but, um, yeah, we are looking at getting into our own land, uh, purchasing our own land and stuff like that. Um, 
uh, also getting our own businesses. Like uh, we do have a trucking business at our school, um, and we're looking into getting other businesses as well. So these are things that you know we're looking to do, and they'll grow further. And some of them we're already doing, and you know, as brothers coming to our organization, they'll learn about that. Right. Um, and I'm glad right. you said too. I'm glad you said too um, about uh, Wall Street was built back up in four to five years, and when it killed, it was integration. Now you notice, you know that it was killed for integration, but what they promote is that it was killed because of the bombing. Yeah. Which the bombing did take place. Yeah. The reason why they pushed the bombing aspect is to instill that fear into black people. Absolutely. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So like, Absolutely. I mean, like I got, you know what I mean? And it, I and like, it has worked. Yeah, I see the effectiveness of it. Yeah. People tell me all the time, they're like, why even try? They burned Tulsa. I was like, even right. if that was truth, homie, that's like 100-something years ago. Yeah. Like, <laughs> would you rather right. not right. try? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just resigned yourself to that level of failure that automatically you think if you do it, they're going to bomb you again. You know, right. But you're telling me that they're on your head anyway. So why don't they be on your head while you're doing something? I don't get it. Right. I, I don't get it either. And um, But just, I, man, I do understand that fear is crippling. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just for somebody to repeat that to me, you know, without doing the full study, the full knowledge of it, I think that's travesty. I think that's a miscarriage of, you know, of information. You know what I'm saying? That the whole story has never really been told the way that it's supposed to. There was a dozen other communities in Oklahoma, you know, not throughout the country, right in Oklahoma, they were mm-hmm. rivaling Tulsa at that. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of education that, um, you know what I'm saying, needs to be extracted from that experience. And as strategists, we just need to utilize the best parts of that to, you know, to to rebuild. But it's that 800-pound monkey still in the room, and that's the fact that psychologically our people feel that, you know, they ice is, is colder because it's whiter. They rice yeah. is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, it's better, you know what I'm saying? Because so these, those things, you know, as red you know, has has reminded me many times integration didn't have anything to do with them crossing over. You know, we went into the burning house. They didn't come into those slave quarters. Only thing they did was open the door. They didn't come and drink from our water fountains or use our toilets or sit at our counters. They opened the door to all the establishments. Yeah, they didn't come and work for us. They They was already going to the speakeasies to get the entertainment, so it ain't like they had to cross the tracks and, and all of a sudden come and get the entertainment. No, they figured out new ways, you know what I'm saying, to put Negroes in their place with contracts and things of that nature. So it was it was it wasn't a trade off. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right about that. It was it was one sided. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Very one sided. Yeah. yeah, and and it's really what'll start changing it is the leadership. Like, they, they put the real leaders in the background and they put the ones that are submit to their will in the foreground. Like, they put them in the front. So they'll put Martin up in the front. Cause Martin was in love with the white man. You know what I mean? I, I I can't understand how a man say, let him beat on you. What nation will ever overcome another nation by letting them whoop your ass? I don't understand that. 
You know what I mean? They put him on the forefront. You know, you got Al Sharpton in the forefront, or Jesse in the forefront. But they don't let brothers like us into the forefront because we would actually present the solution. And they say, well, integration is the key. And what people fail to realize, and I'm told by our people, is that no other race on the planet has to incorporate with the white man to establish their nation. The Chinese don't have to do it, the Jewish, the Arabs, none of those. But for us, the white man has to make sure he does it because he has to keep that spell that he has on us. Because if he let us alone, when you think about them Wall Streets and those cities and stuff, you're talking about like 30 or 40 years removed from slavery. So you can't even say that it's talent. It's like we ain't got no talent. We got all the talent in the world to do whatever it is that we want to do. The problem is no one is putting that fire in our people. No one is putting that strength in our people. And that's really what they need to see. They need to see someone that ain't willing to compromise that can go out there and fight for our people. And so that's what we do here at ICBK. And, of course, when I say that, I'm not taking nothing away from what other brothers is doing. Um, I could, but I can only right. really, you know, you know, speak for us. But you know, so that's what we try to do is instill that. Like for, for example, integration. If um, there was a half a million free slaves back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, and the economics that we made up was 0.005 percent. I looked up a report for 2007, and we've only grown by 0.005 percent in the economic growth in the economic wealth in America. We're still only point. We're only one percent, even though we're about 14 million black people. We're bigger, and there's more of us, but we still only make up one percent of the economic growth in America in 135 years. So 135 years right. removed from slavery, we've only grown by point zero zero five percent. Whereas if we would have stayed segregated, we would be far greater than that by now. And we just cannot be afraid to fight. Like, you ain't never going to hear ICBK say not to fight the so-called white man. We will say make it more of a defending yourself. Like, you also ain't going to hear us say pick up no guns and start shooting against the so-called white man. But you don't have to beat them that way. No other race, like, they ain't making us, they ain't really making us get high. They're just putting it to it. They're just giving us a presentation to make it seem like there's no other way out but to get high or sell drugs. But you don't have to do that. You just got to be willing to suffer. And we're so visual. Like our people, so what I mean by visual is if it's like if you ain't got the best Jordans, if you ain't got the best new sneakers, or you ain't got them Wallabies, I'm a little older, so Wallaby Clarks and shit that goes through square. <laughs> right. you, know, you know, them the joints, that's the era I come from. If you ain't got them Wallabies or your Tims, and because you visual, if you ain't got that, you ain't nobody. So... It's like you don't want to struggle and work a simple nine to five or something like that till you can get it right. You're going to go move that pack. You're going to go do this. You're going to go do that. And then all that does is allow the white man to lock you up or shoot you or, you know, do anything to you. Like Eric Garner got choked out over a goddamn pack of cigarettes. A pack of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, when you, bought, when you narrow it down to what the crime was that they accused him of, saying he was selling illegal cartons of cigarettes. Now, he's selling them illegal cartons of cigarettes because no one has given him a different alternative or different option on how he can survive. And that's what we need. And so, really, we need to, if anybody need to get killed, well, let me not say that. If anybody need, they need to get removed out of their seat, it's this leadership that they are saying is representing black people because they're not. That's all. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm in total agreement. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was gonna say, um, so um, you know, February 22nd, which is this Sunday. At 7.30, uh, you know, brothers and sisters, more than welcome to come out there. We'll have a live stream, which we'll have the link on our website, I believe, tomorrow for the live stream. Brothers can watch it online. Um, our website is www.isubk.com. Um, and I think that's what's, you know, more important. Even when I was at that debate, uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago or something like that, I said, you know, when we walk outside, they don't look at it like, I'm going to shoot this more. I'm going to shoot this Israelite. I'm going to shoot this Muslim. They say, I'm going to get that nigga. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, once the debate is over, once that's over, it's now what are we going to do as a people? Are we still going to stay separated or are we, are we going to get it together so that we can have something for ourselves that's better than what, you know, we currently have? Absolutely. Indeed. With your permission, my brother, of course, I would like to... uh Take it to the airwaves. Take it to the lines. I do have some hands up. I see people in the queue. Yeah, no you. sweat. Yeah, yeah, I take you a couple calls. Wrap up family, yeah. Yeah, I'll take any couple okay. calls. It's not a problem. Yes, indeed. Brother Red, you have anything to say before we go to the lines? Hello? My yeah, bad, my I'm phone was on mute. I wanted to ask the brother to clear up any rumors. I was hearing something about Eric Gardner's uh, affiliation with the Hebrew Israelites. Is, is there any confirmation that the brother was, um, you know, a part of the movement? No, not not to my knowledge. If that if that would be true, as you know, there's other Hebrew Israelite groups out there. But um, yes, if yes. that's true, yeah, if, that, if that's true, that's I'm not aware of that. What I will say is I know... Um, the brothers AOC have went out there. I know uh, Hashar's I saw group. Her video. Yeah, yeah, I know Hashar. I know I, right. I know Hashar's group that went out there, and I want to say they might have met with the family or something like that. But I. Um, but as far as him himself being a Hebrew is like that, I'm not aware. Of. All right, and the other question that I wanted to ask you because of the size of the Hebrew Israelites as a you know as a collective. What are your plans as a collective to actually, you know, cultivate some land that's in the, uh, you know, Americas and whatnot and to mm-hmm. begin to create your own community? Well, that's definitely something that um, I think I said that earlier. Like, we have brothers in our school that are, um, you know, in the process of doing that so that we can have our own land, have our own space, have our own everything. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. see why we couldn't. And we would work with other brothers. Now, of course, in the IHCBK, we want everybody to be in a certain order, so to speak. So as long as they're willing to get into that certain order, you're more than welcome to, you know, be a part of the organization or be a part of the community at that point because we believe that by following the law, statute, commandments is the only way that we can survive at anything. Like Black Wall Street fell because, if you know, we was to look at it spiritually, they fell because they wasn't following the law, statute, and commandments. If we look at anything that we do from an Israelite perspective, if you don't have the most high first, it'll fail. So anybody that's down with that notion, you can come up, you know, get down with us. But we definitely are in the process of getting land and um, establishing our own businesses and stuff like that. We're definitely in that process. 
Indeed. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, let me go to our first caller. All right, we got a caller from the 646. 646-676. I think I know this is. Caller from the 646. Peace. Peace and Black Power, family. What's happening? <laughs> brother Sarnetta. Yo, man, what's going on with my brother Red Tail? I ain't seen my brother out there lately, man. What's happening? Cole? <laughs> what's happening, family? Y'all hear me? Peace, what's good? Yeah, we hear you. Hey, man, I was just listening to the Captain Tazoriak, man. The brother dropping some powerful information, you know. Um, especially, I, I didn't hear, he taught me something about Steve Harvey. I didn't hear Steve Harvey made that statement when he said he don't care about slavery. That's savage as hell for him to say something like that. And uh, he made a good point where he would never have made that statement against the so-called Jewish Holocaust. Because mm-hmm. it would have kicked him right in his butt, right off off the stage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what we got to start doing, man. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, right. Let me get Hey, you think y'all going to be in the building this uh, weekend? With um, There's going to be a lot of people up there that's going to be real interested. You know what um, the Nation of Islam, they celebrate and they um they join up here at the same time as ISTK. They're going to be in the building as well at the National Black Theater this Sunday. So I think that's going to be real interesting right there. <laughs> yeah. Her, we'll what see. do y'all think about that? Oh, we're going to be in Philadelphia. If we make it back in time, we're definitely going to come out and show support. You know what I'm saying? Be family. Okay, that's what's up, man. I just wanted to give my brothers a shout-out. That's all, man. Give your brothers a shout-out for doing this work that I've been doing, man, for years. I appreciate it. But I'm going to ask you the question since I have you on the line. And, you know, various people call us throughout the country and pose this question to us about, you know, they're like, brother, who are we going to build up the next Black Wall Street, man? You know, is it going to happen in our lifetime? What's your thoughts about that? You know, you being a vendor, you knowing the importance of, you know what I'm saying, having collective community close to one another, you know what I'm saying, and you especially being somebody they feel might have the power to pull something like that off. What are your thoughts? Well, one of, I'm not going to say the only way that could happen. I'm going to say one of the ways that could happen is that we have to begin to start trusting each other. We hate to let go this month. And if we are not ready to donate to brothers like you, your show, because your show helps it. If we're not ready to donate to brothers like uh, ISCPK and all that who's out there on the street, if we're not ready to donate to those who are out there doing the work, then I don't see that happening, man. We got to be ready to donate our money and fix the problems in our community, man. That's one of the number one things in there because, see, the Jews didn't get everything just by building it up on their own. Of course, they got the handouts. Of course, they got these big checks. But um, also, they all come together, and they build things with their money, man. You know, they're not afraid to mm-hmm. donate and contribute to, their, to different organizations. We've got to begin to do that. And yeah, like, then, let me tell you what's going on. Let me tell you what happened, brother. The event that I did with the debate, 
Don't you know that there's some Negro, he took a screenshot, so-called screenshot, of the live stream that I did with Towns on TV. And he got me there, and it says on his screenshot, I had 6,490 people watching the live screen. Each live screen was $20 a pop. And he said, now look at this. What did Sarnetta do with all this money? Y'all niggas keep on trying to donate and trust this man with the money. Now think about it, Blue Pill, Red Pill, and um, my brother Tazoria. Six thousand four hundred and nine ninety. You know how much that is? That's like damn near a half. That's a half a million if you do the math. So my thing is, why would you get mad if that is really true? I wish I would have had that many people on the live stream. Why would you hate that? You see? But we didn't say, God damn, how much did Nike made this week? You know, we didn't right. say, oh, man, how much did McDonald's make this week? Or something yeah, like that. Really easy how, make. how much did Jay-Z make when, he, when they went to the, um, no, matter of fact, it was R. Kelly who had a big event for uh, Valentine's Day. You know how much R. Kelly made, and I don't give a damn, but that's good. That's for that brother. But nobody said how much R. Kelly made. You know what I'm saying? But you want to talk about how much Sarnetta made and then put it up there whereas you're trying to slow down the business or you're trying to get people to follow your lead like, yeah, why are we supporting them? Look at how much he made. That's some silly Negro shit right there. I wish I would have had 6,000 or 400-something people watching. For real. If I if I could just say something like black folk need to stop with the whole if you conscious I'm gonna use the conscious word if you conscious or if you about what they perceive as righteousness that means you got to do it for free that is insanity shit costs money everything costs money yeah please say that again yeah I will I said if you conscious they think that you got to do that shit for free none of this shit should be like they want us to throw events. They want us to go out and teach, go out and speak, travel across the world, and then when we say, give us some money, oh, we ain't giving you no money. Like, what type of shit is that? No, no, this, this another thing. They want you to give them the, no, they want you to do everything for free. Then they want you to give them the solutions on how they could get rich for free. Right, 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 right. No, for real, I'm, I'm serious. They're like, where's the solutions at? What are you giving us? And I, I, my right. my main thing to them is this: in this movement, it's about the collective. I could show you a hundred examples on how people are garnering, how they're gaining wealth and things of that nature. But it's by using the network of people. So how dare somebody sit behind a computer screen and not contribute and do anything and ask those of us that are on the front line, putting our passion, put you know, risking our lives, mm-hmm. putting everything exactly. on the line. What could we bring to the table? And I'm like, you, you, we bringing you, we bringing you the information so you could come and sit at the table. But well, we all exactly. gotta sit at the table. I, I, I'm really getting tired of the faceless, nameless people behind the computer screen. I want to see people face to face and eye to eye. And we need to figure this out because this this internet thing is weird to me. Yeah, it, it's very weird, and it's like, and 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 to show you, it show you how black people are draining a little bit. Like we do ton of shit for free. You yeah. know what I mean, like we do, when I say ton of shit, like we gave a cookout in Harlem last year. Nobody had to pay nothing. That shit cost me almost a thousand, over a thousand dollars between grills, food, 
tables, chairs, renting the, you know, paying for the space, making sure we had permits for everything and all that shit. That shit easily was over a thousand dollars. Nobody paid nothing. Everybody came and ate for free, drank for free. We had, we even had liquor there. You know, liquor costs a grip. We had everything there. And now mm-hmm. you do something, and it's like you asking for five dollars. I ain't giving this nigga no five dollars. I told you they was about money. But then, like you said, they want the solution on how we gonna fix black people. You ain't gonna fix no, no black yeah. people without so people's sacrifice. Good. Sinetta so did a hundred free videos from the summertime up until the debate. A hundred free videos. Right. We out there <laughs> telling women to take their weaves off. We right. out there fighting the police. They have to build up. We at the barbecue. He's the he's the lens. He's become the lens and the eyes to everything that's going on. No charge, right. no nothing. Ain't asking right. nobody for nothing. Right. Then the build up to one event, they charging people thirty dollars. You know these Negroes had a problem with that. <laughs> they, they, you you got Negroes that was counting people in the bleachers. Like, let me see. Hold on, there's people up there. Wait, <laughs> that going to the bathroom. Count him too. They counting heads. And then doing the math on how much these people is making, and I'm like, now, how can't you? Why you don't want to see our brothers prosper? Why? Why does that hurt? Like people have this. It's the Stockholm syndrome. It is. It, that right. shit is deep. It's very deep. Let me let me drop a bomb on you. <laughs> when Mayweather and Pacquiao fight on May second, if that shit costs one hundred and twenty dollars, everybody gonna order that. They gonna pay it. They gonna pay it. Ain't nobody hey, gonna hey, tell hey, Mayweather. Bro. Ain't nobody gonna say Mayweather, man. Why you ain't doing that shit for free, B? Why you ain't doing no. that for free? Ain't nobody if, gonna say that. If we talk just, right just to add on to add on to what you saying, if Mayweather would announce today, yo, me and Pacquiao was fighting for ten million, they would have bumped niggas would have thrown stones at him. They'd have been like, I'm not watching this fight. It has to be two hundred million and above. Right. You, you understand what I'm saying? Like yeah. they demanding that this thing be the biggest purse ever. And if he says, I want 200 on pay-per-view, I know Negroes right now, they got their tax refund, and they put it to the side for May 2nd. And you know that's a fact. <laughs> Facts. You know yeah, that's a man. fact. That shit crazy. And they're not going to learn they not gonna learn nothing from that fight. They might learn oh. how to bob and weave a, a, a right blow and everything. They might learn how to jab, but they're right. not benefiting nothing. They're not learning in, nothing intellectually. They're not going to benefit on building a community off of that. But the minute oh. we come and say, yo, there's a live stream, I'm going to need $10 or $20 for that. Oh, brother. For the life of, oh, Lord, this is a scam. <laughs> you New York niggas is on something else. <laughs> Right, yeah, right. That's exactly what they do. Right? Robbing and fleecing the people. Robbing and fleecing fleece the people. Right, right. You know, and, and you got to remember, brothers and sisters, we do this out of passion. Some of us have sacrificed our families for this. There's no paycheck involved. Right. This is passion work. Listen, this is man, from I'm the a, heart. Right. But I'm the passion dies out. But the, the, the passion begins to die out when the people that you sacrifice and everything for don't appreciate what you're doing. Right. So y'all killing passion right now with the stuff that y'all be doing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think people understand the sacrifice that, 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 that we service for the people right now. Servant. Now that, right. And then the only thing that I'll say, I'll give them a little bit of a, of a uh, defense. I'll give them a little bit of a defense. Because when you look at uh, how many people have actually scammed our people, you can't really fault them. But the only thing that that you have to say to them, you have to look at the work that the person is doing. If you see brothers on the front lines, like you say, 
if you see brothers on the front lines, then you know that them brothers ain't them brothers that is uh, trying to take advantage of you. These brothers mm-hmm. are doing the work. So those are the ones that you support. Now, if Al Sharpton come out with some shit, he told about he need two dollars or some shit like that, <laughs> and he leave that nigga where he's standing. But if I come out and I say, listen, we got a lesson, come pay $10, you should get $50. That's what you should get. You know what I mean? That's what you should do. And then support brothers because we're doing it. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to the joint this Saturday. I mean, this um, Sunday. It's Sunday, right, Brother Todd? Yeah, it's this Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to the joint this Sunday. Sunday, right, on Saturday? Sunday. Yes, I'm going to the joint this Sunday. And I know my brother got a pass for me, but see, I'm paying to get in because I want to support the brothers, man. I want to support the brothers. Yeah, right. so I'm going up in there and I'm, I'm going to pay my fee to get in there. Yeah, I mean, Queen Simon, I'm walking with Queen King Simon because that's my man too, like that. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to pay my brothers right here because I want to support the brothers. They came through and they showed love for us, and uh, we got to do the same thing, man. Right. And this is the good thing they're doing right here. This is good work that they're doing right here. You know? That's right. That's right. Thank you, my brother Sarnetta. We're going to move on to another caller. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. I'll see you on Sunday. Hey, yo, y'all heard about Elijah, right? About who? About Brother Elijah. No. Um, You know Elijah, right, Red Pill? Yeah, I know Elijah. What's up? All right, who is Elijah I'm talking about? Elijah used to work at Pathmark. Exactly. He passed away, brother, last week. No, don't say that. What happened? Yeah, I thought you knew, man. Yeah, Doc, um, he, um, something happened where his health was gone and um, he passed away. Dr. Selda and Nova, they went to the funeral Friday, last week Friday. Young brother, too, no, man. Oh, not Elijah. Yeah, brother Elijah, young brother. Young brother, man. Yeah. Yeah, sorry to bring that news to you, man. But uh, yeah, brother. And I saw I saw his picture on Facebook, but it didn't it didn't say anything about that. Why they had it up there? But yeah, he passed away, man. Yeah, I know you're yeah. talking about too. Yeah, you know you know you know when you see him. Young brother, Damn, man, you be out there with us all the time. Fuck, with me. Dude, man. All right, man. I, I appreciate that information, all brother. Right, brother. Thank you. All right. Damn, man. All right. All right. All right. Let's go to the uh, now on seven six five one. And he was an advocate to know the less too, man. Damn. Yeah, he was. I right, mean, that brother, rest in peace, rising power. Call up from the 917-651. Peace. What's going on, my brother? Peace, Greetings, peace, peace brother. family. I just heard the little news y'all talking about. I know y'all in another state of mind right now. I just wanted to build a little bit on community, which um, we really don't have right now. Luke, I've seen you with your mom on a little um, thing that you did on um, YouTube, and I, I found that to be very moving. And community is what we really need to be building on right now. Everybody be saying it, but we really don't even have it, man. Community is something where we all 
think alike and we all in the same in the same frame of mind and doing what we need to do for survival right now. And we speak it and I think people be misinterpreting it what it means. It don't mean you know what I'm saying? Because we all live, came from brownfield houses you know, in a community. Because everybody really has like, different mentalities going on. Community is what the moms was talking about when you know, were sitting on that couch. Same frame yes. of mind. And that's, and that's the real reality. What we need to be doing before we talk about healing the black man and what we need to be doing, we need to get our community down first. That's the foundation. And everything else will fall into place. And brother, how how do you propose we begin to um, bring the community together? You know, how how would you wow. propose that? Because a lot of us are scattered around. You know what? It's so funny that you say that. I'm going to take you back to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. We could have had a community 30 years ago if everybody would have had listened to what he was teaching. When he was talking about, y'all just was just talking about the separatism and segregation, and the brother was talking about Martin Luther King, and I and I feel him everything that he said about that. No disrespect yes. to Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther King was our enemy, and I love him. And you can do whatever you want to say, but Elijah Muhammad's way of thought was, listen, give us our peace, let us go over there and let us look at what the Caucasian was going to be doing in the future, and we wouldn't even be in this situation right now. But so many of us want to, for lack of a better word, merge in and and be a part of that we lost our community and we lost our own culture inside of us. They look at America right. as a multiculture. Fuck a multiculture. We need our <laughs> own culture. Everybody else comes in with their own culture except for us. And we the and we the indigenous people here. But we don't even practice right. our own culture. We practice in other people's culture. Pop culture. Rap culture. I'm not trying to diss the rap culture. I'm from that era. But I'm saying, what about our indigenous culture? That's nothing that's being addressed here. And if we want to move forward into the future for our children, that's something that's got to be a foundation factor from the very beginning. And the only way I I personally, my personal opinion to see it, is that we have to have separatism from the American society. Without that, it's not going to work for us. We can have these shows and we can talk and we can talk about what diet we're going to eat and what um, foods we're going to do, but until we do it as a whole, it's not going to really benefit our children in the future. That's my viewpoint. I agree, brother. Thank you for that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I hear the passion. I hear the passion and the sincerity. And, um... I'm I'm going on record saying that we can actually do that in this lifetime. That's that's doable at this point. You know, I would just say we would have to acquire some land and, and, and fence it off. But you know what? But let me make one more point because I just want to say this. Coming from the Nuwabian standpoint, the yeah. brother that I was just on, I just want to clarify something. He said something that had me sort of like back for like five seconds. 
said that the YBS was a concentration camp. I'm like, no, my brother. Let's get that cleared up for the people to hear this right now. Pop was giving you a prototype of how the future could be for African Americans and indigenous people within this country. True, it didn't go down, but if you had your third eye open, that was the prototype. But what mm. wasn't no concentration camp. Nobody was out there against their will. I, I, I don't want to jump on the brother because I'm feeling his evil Israelite connotation. But let's put that to the side and let's go for our brothers there. That was not a concentration camp. I was part of that organization. That was a prototype for us for the future. That's all he was trying to show. And they came and tore that down. So that's all I wanted to say. I just had to clear that out. I had to let that be known. I can't let that go out like that. Indeed. Indeed, Thank you, my brother. You're welcome, my brother. No doubt. Peace. Absolutely, brother. Peace. Peace. Okay. Let's. Navigate caller from the seven two zero seven two zero two five six seven two zero two five six caller peace. Yo, yo, peace. Shalom, hotel. Shalom. How y'all doing, brothers and sisters? Shalom, brother. <laughs> What's going on, man? All is well. All is well. I appreciate y'all out here uh, building on this very important topic. Integration, segregation. Um and I'm gonna say this. It's, if we integrate in anything, we definitely need to integrate all the different communities and the organizations within the conscious community. Because I feel like we, like you said, we're up just now. We can see our growth and our development and our uprise and, you know, our community functioning aside from the European, aside from any foreign influence right now, present day, while we still live. Because we have everything we need within the conscious community. I'm not speaking for those outside the conscious community, the 85ers or what have you, but yes, we just integrate amongst us. You know what I mean? Of course, and segregate amongst, you know, those outside of the outside of the conscious realm. And, and you know, I, I would, yeah, I would add on to what I'm saying, brother, if if you don't mind. No, go ahead. No, I, I would say that what the last caller was saying, I agree about the fact that there are prototypes that have been laid out. Um, brother Tazariak, what's our brother from um, the went over to Israel who made transition recently? Ben Amin. Ben Amin. Brother Ben Amin as well uh, has a prototype for setting up um, a village or rather, you know, an encampment or, you know, a town of brothers and sisters of like mind, a community of brothers and sisters of like mind where he removed himself from the, uh, you know, from the sphere of the European influence, and he was well, actually opening up businesses in in well, the different states. Go ahead, brother. Okay, well, um, okay, you know, it's a little different. Okay, he did have he did provide a prototype, but on. Okay, here's this bad part. Okay, you know, because I, you know, I I try to pride myself on being able to tell the truth, regardless of whether it's a Hebrew Israelite. Example or anything like that. Um, ben Amin's what he did on the premise it sounds good, but when he went over there, when you do the research, um, when you do the research on it, 
you know, there was a criteria that you had to do to be over there. You know, he ran from the government over here, but then he joined the government in Israel. So, like, they put him in Demona, Israel, but you had to, you had to also join the military. That was one of the criteria okay. that you had to do. You know what I'm because saying? Because so like, yeah, yeah, it's the service thing in Israel. You have to do two yeah, years service, so you, correct? Yeah, so you had to be in the military over there. You had to, he had to, I mean, and I believe Unc brought this out in a debate, and I think because he didn't know how to do it properly, it wasn't received by the people like it would have been. But um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, like, the scriptures say that we have a zeal to do it, but we just don't have the zeal to do it according to knowledge. So his premise might have been okay, but the result that he went to get it just didn't pan out or work for our people. You you understand? Like no you, doubt. Gotta, you know what I mean? So like, and, and uh, No, I was just going to add on, and, and it goes back to what the brother was saying earlier about the Nuwabian and um, mm-hmm. Eatonton, Georgian, that, you know, because we're living in the now, and we could look back on some of the um, some of the moves that our ancestors have made. You know, we mm-hmm. could 2.0 and 3.0, you know, what we saw happen. I'm, I'm into prototypes. I'm into taking things and, and improving upon them, you right. know. So, you know, for the for the premise of what was done, uh, a, a barren, a barren, lot of land, 40 acres, and things of that nature, because mm-hmm. Black Wall Street was built on 40 acres. Right. Um, in the outskirts of a big city, the outskirts of, you know, these these towns and whatnot. And the manpower and the and the collective intellect of our people and the passion of our people and just the magic of our people. And I'm not trying to spook anybody out, but when I say the magic, <laughs> I mean, no, when I say the magic, I, I, you can interpret it in biblical terms that when we come together, right. we um, collectively have a power to bring things into reality uh, when we have a collective thought, especially right. if we're in a joyous exactly, yeah, mood, I know exactly what you. I yeah. know exactly what so, you. Mean. Mm-hmm. No doubt, and and we could just we could we could you know go back into the days of when our people were let out of the plantations, and when they were let out of bondage and things of that nature. The the collective joy, the collective visionary, the the the, the way that they were able to envision the future and create it, and in, in, in times that people would say is magical because they were building up communities. Like like yeah. it was nothing. Contribute all them inventions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, a yeah. hundred inventions and things of that nature. So th- this is about being able to take thought, thought ideas, and manifest it in the physical realm in, a, in, in terms of prototypes and, and, and inventions and things of that nature. So what I'm saying is now we find ourselves in the now, and we collectively, like the brother on the line is saying, collectively through the groups and organizations, we could, we collectively have millions. I don't, I don't care what nobody says. You right. know, collectively there are millions. So what I'm saying is, if, if we, you know, come together, gather un, under the pretenses of building and, and 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 sitting at the table, those of us who are qualified, and we put it on the table and we and we come together, we could we could really go ahead and get some land because I have the websites where the towns are for sale. Like I, I got right. it. And there's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of them, empty, mm-hmm. empty towns for sale. Like, you know, you you, you wouldn't even have to build. You could rebuild and restructure and reconstruct. But if, if we got to go somewhere to put some, some mattresses and some air mattresses down and we need some places to open the door, like there's right. towns like that, and then there's empty lots of land. So this is a reality that could be done without going to war, 
without you know right. without all of the things that would would that would prevent us from actually growing mm-hmm. and and keeping our children safe, you know. Right. And and, and and then we could enact our own military force because, like I said earlier, there are brothers and sisters that are teaching right now, not just the, the people in the audience. You got teachers that are in, that are ex-military. Right. Hmm. Like for real. Yeah, so they're qualified. Yes, so they're qualified to teach. They're qualified to train, and they're also qualified to have, you know, to arm themselves and protect themselves as private. Because the rise of the private contractors, you know, if, if you look at what was going on with the private contractors, those are private armies right now. Mhm. So we qualify in the community to have one of our own, or two or three. So all I'm saying is I I really, you know, I want to get behind this. I I really feel like this is is something that a lot of people are asking for to the point where they're becoming frustrated because they want to see it, you know, uh, manifest in his lifetime. So, you know, I salute everybody that's on on, on that path, you know, because that's where we need to take it. I'm right. That's, That's exactly the route that we need to go. And we got to get out of the mindset that we can't or that you're going to do it by force. Like how you said, just buying land and doing it. You ain't got to lift a finger. Now, you do got to well, do some work. Fact that, I mean, and it, and it should be, it should be like that. It should be right. like that because there's people right. on the corner right now doing work. There's people that's right. just on the pole doing work. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's somebody getting tied up right now, and the people that's tying them up is doing work. You know right. what I mean? It's a it's a, it's a brother and sister going to sleep right now. They got to wake up four o'clock on the train with long faces to go do work. So we're working I'm at, people. I'm at a slavery right now as I'm on this interview with y'all. So I mean, you it's, go. it's what it's what you got to do. What you, right, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. Ultimate goal. Right. If you ain't willing Fact. to make no sacrifice, right. If you ain't willing to make no sacrifices, then what are you really doing? Yeah, and we, at this point, we don't have to apologize. And we don't have to make up any excuses for what we do to to make ends meet, to put food on the table, and to keep mm-hmm. our children growing healthy. Healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. But we all know collectively, and that's that's what my lecture that I'm going to present is going to show how you could take yourself out of the realm of the slavery and things like that, because there's a boom taking place. There's multiple booms, and I'm not responsible. You know, I, I can't teach about everything. But there's something that there's there's a boom that I immersed myself in. I learned it. I've been trying out certain things, and I feel like there's some answers in that, you know. Uh-huh. And I and I want to I want to I want to give it to the family, you know. Right. We could right. make billions. Yeah. Potentially right. to make billions is in front of us. Right. And in any oh. in any uh, family, so to speak, I use the word you use. You're not supposed to have to know everything. That's why you got other men. Like you're supposed to be one body moving one unit, so everybody can't talk. Somebody got to walk. Everybody can't uh, use their hands. Somebody mm-hmm. got to use their feet. You know what I mean? So, as a body, you do it all. You know what I mean? Everybody can't Fact. see. Somebody got to smell. You know what I mean? We got to do all of this stuff. So, you have your gift. Another brother has his gift. You put them gifts together, and then you build. And 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 that goes back to what I was saying about yeah, the gifts and ones amongst us. Because you were saying that. We have to convince, we have to show our people and get the feel for them and show them uh-huh. certain things. And I'm like, yeah. that's why that lecture that you're doing on Sunday is important and it, because we got to break that spell. 
It's just spells. That's all it is. Right. It's, it's purely spells. All perception is false expectations appearing real and things. It's programs that mm-hmm. people have been, um, you know, that they have in their in their operating systems because of miseducation, because of the media, some other things. Right. But um, you know, once the people learn the truth, they're gonna wake up and they're gonna be, oh, okay, right. cool. You know. So it's just a so I want to say thank you. All right. Thank you to our caller. All right, brother. Um, oh, yes, indeed. You know, Peace, family. Thanks for having me on. Most of us. Yes, we work it out. You know what I'm saying? Continue to tune in. Indeed. Appreciate you. All right. Brother Tazaria, can you give us Peace, family. So you can check it out. Say that one more time. I didn't hear what you said. Somebody said, ask me something. I didn't yeah. hear what he said. Yeah, do you know, do you, can you give him the live stream, the brother on the call, so he could check oh, out the, the presentation on the, Sunday? The, um, just hit up our website tomorrow. It'll be up on our website tomorrow, com. It'll be right on the front page. We'll have it set up tomorrow. Okay. Or if, All right. you, um, we got if, you, uh, if you search me on uh, Facebook, I'll have it posted once we have it up. Got it. We got one more call. All right, brother. All right, let's take this last caller. Caller from the Skype. All right, my brother from the Skype. You are, your line is Hello? open. Peace, family. Can you yes. hear me? Yes, we well, can. Greetings. What is the question that, that came up, I came across that I would have asked um, to, well, I asked Tafaria. This applies the same way. Um, the, um, one of your brothers revealed about King James in his um, brief little um, discussion, I think Sunday had on his channel. And one of my questions is about the passage you said about um, witchcraft. To elaborate more about what meaning of this thing they call witchcraft back in them time. Oh, those, witchcraft. Those, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, you want to repeat it? Um, the last, I didn't hear the last part that you said. I heard you say you wanted me to elaborate on what witchcraft he was talking about. Yeah, the witchcraft. But, uh, I, it, was, it was said it was some document of what the king at that time told his son. Right, so, and I, I wish I was able to ask the, the dude that made that um, presentation. Right. Elaborate more on that because that's a question mark. So I, that's one of my questions. That, if you could. So your, your question want to know is what was he talking about in regards to witchcraft? Yeah, what, what he mean by witchcraft back in the time? That's okay. what I want. Yeah. Oh, okay, no sweat. Well, you know, they used to kill witches and stuff back in those times. Witchcraft is anything. If I give you the biblical definition and what King James was talking about first, witchcraft is any time you're cooking up a potion to put a spell on somebody. That's what witchcraft is. So crack, for example, is witchcraft. You got to cook it up, you got to put it in the pot, mix it with baking soda, stir it up. And you know it's witchcraft because the spell it puts on black people is insanity to where they will suck a rod to get some crack. They will sell their mother, they'll sell their child, sell their babies. So that's a form of witchcraft. So they would do the same thing back then. They would make a potion or do something, you know, they would have what you call witches or if they thought you was a witch, they would... um kill you or do whatever. So he's telling him don't deal with nobody with witchcraft. I'm hoping I explain your question. If I didn't, just let me know. Mm, okay, well, if that's how you de- define it, okay, I can't really go any more on that. So I just want to get some 
sir. No. You're kind of going in and out, brother. Oh, I, I said, I guess that's how, if that's what you explained, okay. I'll have to take it as it put for now. Because well, what, do you think, what do you think it is? Ghouls and goblins and shit? Well, you think a motherfucker with a witch broom and shit flying through the sky? That's what you think it is? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I thought usually it'd be like some like even with some our people that you know deal with what they call the Vodun or the Orisha, that type, none of that has to fall on the same label as... Yeah, that, yeah, that all falls in the, Yeah, that would all fall in there. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, that all of that stuff would be considered witchcraft. I'm assuming you mean voodoo, like what Haitians and stuff would do, or like Santeria, like the Dominican. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, could, it could be that, or it could be from the continent. It could be, cause, you know, it goes in many ways, you know, besides right. just on the, in the Caribbean. Yeah. Right. So yeah, it, it, I'm, it's it's encompassing all of that. So I would I would add that to it as well. Okay. Yes, indeed. Thank you, my brother. As always. Yeah. All right. All right, then. Indeed. All right, I ain't gonna I ain't, I, don't, I ain't gonna if y'all got any more calls or got a question, I'll take one more. But I'm gonna have to uh, get up out of here in a second. No, nah, that's that's yeah yeah that was our last caller. You know, what I'm saying? Oh, I already man. felt it coming on, so I think that uh, you know we knocked everything out in a yeah. timely fashion, of course. Yeah, and um, yeah, like I said again, appreciate that. Yeah, no sweat. I appreciate y'all having me on. You know, what I mean, I'm real cool with both of y'all. I see y'all all the time. I saw y'all at the debate. It's always love. So I appreciate y'all having me on. You know, allow me to you know. Do a plug for the lecture that we're giving. Lord allow, I'll see y'all there. Um, I know you said y'all gonna be in Philly. You know, Lord willing, y'all be able to make it up and uh, check the drone out. Yes, indeed. All right, brothers. All right, yeah, all right, we bro. look forward to it. Yeah. All right. All right. Appreciate you. All right. Uh, no sweat. I see you on Sunday. All right. All right. That's what I see peace, my brother. All right, peace, brother. Shalom. Indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, family. Uh, that will be the conclusion of tonight's program, tonight's presentation. We do thank you for joining us, uh, you know, at a different hour here on the Blog Talk. Um, the family that's catching us in the archive, you know, thank you. We will be back to regularly scheduled programming next week. We definitely have some gifts in store, you know what I'm saying? And, um, Appreciate you all. All right, definitely. Brother Red, got anything you want to leave him with? Just love and light, you know what I mean? Everybody, I just wish y'all love and light. Hold your heads, uh, you know, just win. Just do your thing. Position yourself to win. That's yeah. what this is about. All right? Again, so here we want to dedicate a nice program to our brother Elijah that we just found out about, um, as well yeah, as like I heard I said, right now. Yeah, today for me has always been like a national holiday in remembrance of our brother Malcolm X and his grandson and his beautiful wife and his family. So in all of our freedom fighters, everybody that's on the front line that has sacrificed immensely 
you know, um, you know what I'm saying? So just utilize this moment in remembrance for our our warriors, our fighters. Okay. Peace, love, and light, y'all. Indeed. No doubt. Peace. Peace.